This episode of The North Remembers is brought to you by Minute with Mary. Guys, well, gals, but guys too, if you love wearing mascara. Well, guys too, because you know, the, hey, if, that's if, why they, if they got too. spouses, yeah. the Mother's Day is coming up. Girlfriends, honeys. Well, yeah, I'm telling you. Guys, pay attention. I have a brand new revolutionary mascara that is about to go viral. It hits on May 1st. You're going to want to get on this pre-order list. Seriously, no joke. This is not a drill. Head on over to MinuteWithMary.com. Scroll down until you see my 4D mascara pre-order list. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The North Remembers. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Game of Thrones on HBO. So sit back and relax because winter's here. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, drinking a whole bottle of milk. Just a whole bottle of milk. Screw it. Why not? Let it drip down all over my beard. Just be a man. I'm so grossed out. Just be a man, like <laughs> Tormund. You know what also came out this week was a, um, like, depiction of the muscles of milk ducks. It looks like beautiful red flowers. If you haven't seen it, you need to Google it. You will not be able to shake this image. It's, it's amazing. It's a little creepy. As a breastfeeding mother myself, I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I had no idea. So <laughs> in reference to not only <laughs> Tormund Giant Bane's love of Giant's Milk and the Milk Ducks that I got to see on Facebook. Thank you very much, Facebook, this week. This episode, I think, might be brought to you by Breast Milk. Well, not really. <laughs> not really. Well, we, of course, wanted to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast. You don't want to miss any of these episodes. You can find us on social media by heading to Mary and Blake. Just search Mary and Blake, or you can go to maryandblake.com to learn all about our other podcasts and blogs. Are you ready for our first listener feedback episode of The yeah, North bet. Remembers? Okay, remember, some of these things are going to be from uh, the first episode in addition to the second episode, uh, in particular, the voicemails, uh, simply because we just didn't get a chance to to do it over the Easter week and Passover and the whole thing. So some of it will be included here. However, for the rest of the episodes, they will each have their own particular episode. Okay, fair enough? Yes. All right. Let's go. Let's break this cherry. Bring it let's, on down. Let's, let's oh do. Let's gosh. go full aria. Ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, Chris Delisai, how do you say this? Delisle. Here. <laughs> Okay, just so you guys you guys can't see it, I have a giant iced coffee next to me. I've only had one sip. I'm on Burgundy. Anyway, <laughs> I'll be I'll be like you know a normal human halfway through the show. Okay, Chris says Mary Arya will be using the cat's paw dagger. Not entirely sure on whom, but it will play a role in either the downfall of the Night King or the Mountain or Bran. When Ooh. Bran handed over the dagger to Arya, he had a visibly physical reaction to having given it over it's going to do something important oh my gosh chris stop it <laughs> stop it something's gonna happen something's oh gonna gosh, happen with maybe brand goes white walker and the chance to kill him i can't no there's no way brand goes white walker do you really think so can brand live um no brand can't live brand can't live i mean let's be real that haircut has got to go one way or another <laughs> Ringo Starr in the house. 
he he was like he went to the barber shop was like I want the Lloyd Christmas give me the Lloyd Christmas <laughs> I used to be a cute kid now I'm an awkward young man <laughs> did not age like a fine wine thanks to that hair thanks to that hair can't triple stamp a double stamp <laughs> okay sketchy trails what did they say uh, great recap guys one of your best I too thought this was a fantastic episode, which is a bit surprising for me since all of my previous favorite episodes were <clears throat> action-oriented. That being said, how can you invest eight seasons in these characters and not become emotionally attached to them and want to see more time for their stories and journeys and how they feel about themselves as well as reminisce a bit before the story ends for many of them. And as we stand right now, only John and Bran seem to be concerned about the big picture. The others are still caught up in the past or how the future will be and under whose reign. What is not clear to me is the point of the story. Is it putting people aside for their differences? Or is, is, is it people putting aside their differences and conflicts to defeat a common enemy? Or is the real evil still man himself that cannot overcome his own selfish interests. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. But is winning just beating death? What do you think, Mary? I mean, is 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 the whole idea winning just beating death? Or is it really to to win the whole thing and, and win the Iron Throne? The, per, the ultimate purpose of the show, what is the show trying to tell you? What do you think? I mean, it's a song of ice and fire, and it's a song of life and death, mm -hmm. I think. So I think it's hopefully everyone defeats death. I don't know what's going on, guys. There's either going to be a Disney ending to this or a George R.R. R. Martin ending to this. <laughs> Seriously. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I saw an article about all these penguins. Oh, I'm going to get verklempt. The Empire oh Penguin Colony God. in the Arctic that they can't find. And they're pretty sure it's because like a wave came and knocked them off. And because no! of climate change, the stability of the ice that they live on is gone. And the ones that are listed are, aren't making babies. And I was like, oh, this is so sad. Like climate change, it's messing with us all. And then I thought land the plane helen dinosaurs have climate change and they died and the world keeps on going so what happens if george R. R. martin just says screw humans the death the dead will win for a while like i feel like that's what george would do george will be like obviously no one can trump the night king so the end. I mean, uh, we can. We've got wildfire and we have dragon glass, but right. it's n the dragon glass is not going to be enough. I mean, I think the only thing that is going to stop the army of the dead is they need to kill a night king and they need to use wildfire. But I'm afraid. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, but I think it's about life and death. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm thinking about the emperor penguins, and I think it's about life and death. <laughs> Did you follow that, Blake? Not at all. I'm just saying that I appreciate species where you're coming from. and like full out colonies are dying and nobody's even batting an eye. And yet dinosaurs totally died. We as our human civilization will probably die and the earth will keep on spinning. So I'm saying in George R. R. Martin's fully messed up world where everyone dies, mm -hmm. maybe in his books, the Night King wins. And it is just that death wins. It doesn't matter about the throne. But if this was a Disney adaptation, it would matter about the throne and we actually will care and someone will sit on it. I think that it's more George R. R. Martin time, and probably there's, right. There's no throne. It's just about hopefully everyone lives, but it maybe in George's books everybody dies. I see. The, here's a couple of things. 
first, I have a great three. Did you follow at that time? Kind of. I'm kind of on the train. Um, Here's a couple of things that you kind of have to consider. Game of Thrones was made famous, I think, because it subverted all these expectations and it took the story tropes that these kind of fantasy stories usually have and turned them on its head, right? Like it made, it, it gave us something that was different from everything else. I mean, where else are you going to read something like the wed red the, the red wedding? Where else are you going to read where you think your main protagonist as Ned Stark is going to live and yet he gets his head chopped off oh my at the end of the first season? See, I'm telling you it's like dinosaurs. Like don't get your hopes up. I remember reading the book and being like, "Wait. Did did I just like I thought I missed pages? Like yep. I I cuz I remember reading it and going to the next chapter and be like, "Oh my god, he's really dead." Like holy crap. So, and I thought I missed pages, mm-hmm. um, thinking that somebody rescued him or whatever. Of course, I was wrong, and he wasn't rescued. My whole point is this. The, there's an argument here that Dan Weiss and David Benoff, the showrunners for Game of Thrones, have since when they started taking the show into their own hands uh, and, and diverting from the books, especially during season six, they've made the show a little bit more traditional, uh, than what the books had intended, aka a little more Disney. Uh, yeah. So, w- where do you think they're gonna go? I mean, he, George Martin, George R. R. Martin, he gave them a an outline, yes. I think, of where he intended to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was up to them to choose, you know, where they want where they wanted to go with the story. I just wonder if we're going to get a little bit more of a traditional ending, or are we going to go full George R. R. Martin route and kill them all? Because there is something to this whole Burn idea of it. Yeah, <laughs> there is something to this whole idea of it being a little bit more traditional since the the books ended and the show has gone into its own direction. I I think there's something there. Uh, so I think it's a it's a fair argument here. But I got a three eyed raven time, and uh, I'll just do this. <laughs> So Mary and I have been re-watching some of the episodes uh, as this season has been going along. And the last episode we just watched was Blood of My Blood, which is when Uncle Benjen, Cold Hands, he rescues Bran and Mira. Freaking love Uncle Benjen. Sign me up. <laughs> he's, he's on my team. He's great. He's totally on your team. He's on your zombie apocalypse team. Yeah. Um. I like that you and I know what that means. I forget that I don't tell the rest of the world that I actually have an ongoing zombie apocalypse team, real <laughs> characters in real life and fictional ones. Um, one of the things that he talks about is how he was prevented from going, going full White Walker, right? Uh, the, the children of the forest took dragon glass and put, that in his put heart. it in his heart. And, you know, like I think that was there and it made sense for what it was when it was. But I also feel like there's a reason why he told Bran to do what he had to do in order to live. And to like unwhite walker yourself. To unwhite walker yourself. To de white walkify. Okay. And I wonder if <sighs> can they do it to the Night King? No, because he's he's full white walkified. You can't undo. You can't. It's you fully can't triple done? stamp a double stamp. Okay. <laughs> um. I don't think you can undo the White Walker thing, but I think you can stop it. And I wonder if there is a moment when the Night King gets a hold of Bran and starts the whole process of White Walkering him 
And he's telling Theon to be like, you got to take this. You got to jab it in my heart. And Theon's going to be like, are you kidding me? I already pretended to kill you once. Right. Like how. That would be amazing. I, that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm It's take development. Okay. I'm not going to die on that hill. He'll be like, trust me. Uncle Benjamin told me to do it. Yeah. I kind of want to go full. I, I kind of want to go full take on that. I kind of want to go. I, I'm going full take. Oh my gosh, I'm going full it's take. Happening. It's I'm happening. Going Next take. episode, Brand gets touched. Or do you think? Bra- no, Bran is gonna go. Is gonna be turning White Walker, and Theon has to take the dragon glass that he and has shove and it, in it into heart. his heart to stop the whole thing. And maybe Bran comes back, and he's not this weird Ringo star. Right. <laughs> he doesn't go full Lord <laughs> Christmas anymore. <laughs> but let's be real. Uncle Benjamin was weird. Jon Snow's been weird. Every person who Everybody's almost been dead, a little bit weird. They're all weird. So yeah, I'm Bran's go- just gonna get weirder. I'm going full take. I'm going full take. Okay. Uh, I'm so- going into the take bunker. Let's get back to other people's comments. They're <laughs> right, like, we sorry. signed up for listener feedback. That's true. Not Mary and Blake talking about Lloyd Christmas and penguins. <laughs> People, seriously, I need to know who's going to Google that. This freaking empa- em- uh, emperor penguin qual- col- colony. I'm overclamped. I'm overclamped. I love the March of the Penguins. I love penguin documentaries. I watch it when Blake falls asleep early. Oh, I'm fanning myself. Those poor little chicks. Not great, Bob. All right. On Facebook, Diane Shillington Park said, just listened, listening to the podcast now and wanted to comment about Tyrion asking Bran if he needed assistance. This was another nod back to season one when he designed a saddle for Bran and tells John that he has a weakness for cripples, bastards, and broken things. Oh, right? great Tyrion back. has been kind to Bran, unlike his brother. I would agree, because his brother pushed him out a window just to kill him. But hey, no. you know- the things we do for love, not yeah. just to kill him for love. Like. <laughs> How about Brand dropping that in the middle of the court scene, just, just kind of out of nowhere, just for, with no context, no nothing. Oh, the things we do for. Could, did did you see the look on Jamie's face? He wanted to s his pants as hard as he ever could. Let me tell you, I wish I could be as awkward as Brand at like our Christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> At your at my in laws, just sit there. And I just stare. want to sit there and like, <laughs> and just say random words like I know things. <laughs> the things we do for love. <sighs> You're envisioning it. You're envisioning it. We all wish you were a little brand. Mary, you look so beautiful today. You're such a beautiful woman. I'm something else entirely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad Uh, Meyer uh, chimes in. He says, (laughs) Danny had that crazy look in her eyes when John told her who he really is. I think she's going to go mad, and Jorah is going to have to kill her with Heartsbane to save humanity. Chad. Chad. What? What? Yeah. Makes me want to shout. Well done, Chad. Oh, yes. The beautiful part of all of this is that Jorah is the one who deeply, deeply loves her. And far more, I think, than what Jon Snow really feels for Danny. To have Jorah kill the one he really, truly loves, it reminds Before me- Before they oh, even get to have sex. Oh, That's it, all he's wanting to do. Ever since she came Danny. out of the fire naked. <laughs> he's like, damn. It reminds me almost, and I know this is, this is uh, it's not a great movie, but X-Men The Last Stand, spoiler alert, when Wolverine has to kill Jean Grey- and she says, just kill me, just do it. And he puts the claws in. Oh, man, like that was. But this would be much better. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. True. <laughs> All right. Just stop making Wolverine movies. Okay. Lori, he's dead now. Um, he spoiler is dead. alert. Spoiler. Good. Bye. I love you, Hugh Jackman, but let's be real. Just come back as Barnum. Um, Lori Beamer Furman said, Sorry, I have to ask, what is moving in the photo frame above Blake's head? Okay. So this is coming from our live stream uh, when we did it on Facebook. And in our studio, we have a bunch of stuff. Uh, when you watch us on Facebook or, or YouTube, as a matter of fact, you can go to Mary and Blake Facebook or Mary and Blake uh, YouTube and check the live streams uh, that are currently published uh, of when we do our normal episodes here for this show and all of our other shows uh, that we do. In our studio, uh, it is lined with a bunch of stuff from all of the shows, uh, all the podcasts that we do, people, things that people have sent us, uh, things that we've acquired over time. It's just full of a bunch of nerd stuff. Like uh, we have the Marauders map from Harry Potter. I'm just looking at. We have I have a Blackjack Randall Funko Pop doll, um, and one of the things actually that's here is a picture frame, a digital picture frame um, of two ladies smoking cigarettes, holding up signs and staring off at you into your soul. And that was actually a gift from HBO when we did our podcast for The Leftovers uh, called uh, The Leftovers Podcast, Living Reminders. It was a gift from HBO uh, that they sent out uh, just to commemorate the first season. Because the HBO PR team rocks. HBO... The PR team there is just friggin' awesome, and uh, they loved our podcast, and they wanted the they wanted to send this promo stuff out. So they sent us this uh, this video picture frame, and I keep it up there. And it's two ladies. If you ever watch the leftovers, it's two ladies from the Guilty Remnant uh, staring off at you. So uh, I just I love that. So it's always constantly on. Uh, the next one comes from. Paula uh, Schlepp Frank, she says, the thing about Cersei is that she would maybe do a redeemable act, but it would be self-motivated, therefore nullifying anything redeemable about it. And this was in response to our question, if Cersei would do anything redeemable for her character. Mary, do you agree that uh, it would just be... I mean, it's like, oh, this works out for you too? Great. That's why I did it. Sure. Right. Cersei's going to sca- save her own skin. Um, she may try to save, you know, Jamie's skin. Obviously, we now have heard that the pregnancy is confirmed. So, I mean, it's been a little while since we've seen Cersei. I haven't seen any bumping going on. And let's be real. If this is your fourth child, fifth, fifth child... Because remember she had the brown oh, hair yes, baby. Oh yes, that's right. Yep, yep. Um, good call. Good, good deep cut there. <clears throat> I'm looking at you. Good deep Gendry. cut, Gendry. Um, so <laughs> that's who I still think it is. I still think it's Gendry. Um, but who would realistically be the heir to the throne? Um, anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> you snoggle togged all of us. Uh, yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Screw you, John. <laughs> Screw you, Danny. Arya's boy is uh is the king. Anyway, um yeah, I think Cersei. I agree. Cersei wouldn't normally be like, oh, sacrifice myself to help somebody else. She's not a Gryffindor, right? But she's a damn smart Slytherin. Yes, absolutely. So if it benefits her too, and other people get saved in the meantime, and she can still have sex with Jamie, great. You're a wizard, Harry. You're welcome. <laughs> Nick Story said the Hound won't die because well, Clegane Bowl, Clegane, Clegane. <laughs> Clegane bull, bull, yes. I just love, I love watching Mary read these things because it's the best. I've only had an inch of coffee. <laughs> an inch. <laughs> an inch of, what is this, 12 inches uh, tall? That's what she said. 
yeah, Podrick. Klee Game Bowl. Yeah, full, going full Podrick. Um, Klee Game Bowl. And that was one of the things that we didn't mention last episode. The Hound's definitely not going to die. He's lost so much weight. What's he, going on? He has lost some weight. No, the, the Hound's definitely not going to die because he has to fight the mountain. They, they cannot, they cannot, I cannot live in a world where the Hound does not fight the mountain. I can't do it. Agreed. I I need to see it. And I don't care if the Hound loses. I don't care if he dies. But I need to see the fight. Oh, I totes care if he dies. He needs to kill his brother. You think so? Yes. The mountain is wretched. The mountain, <sighs> what he did to, oh, oh my God, I can't. The scorpion's sister, I can't. Oh, uh, the, the yes. You mean the brother? No, and him. Oh, and him. Okay, yeah, I see what you're what, saying. Okay. Yeah, what he did to Oberyn, busting his head open, but then also saying, yes, I raped and killed your oh, okay, sister, yeah, and okay. this is what I did to her head. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. Leave <laughs> right. me alone. All right, Gretchen Lee Salter says, what a beautiful episode. This wasn't a wrong, there wasn't a wrong note struck in the entire hour. All the conversations that needed to happen, happened. It was one of the fastest hours of television. I had just wanted to stay by the fire with Tyrion, Jamie, Davos, Brienne, and Tormund all night listening to Podrick singing. The show reminded us why we all loved these people Mm -hmm. and we'll make it next week even harder since we know that not everyone will make it out alive. I will probably watch it a couple more times this week. And if there was a bad at all, it was watching Arya disrobe. I felt like I was watching my little sister get busy and it was awkward. They were careful not to show much. Yeah, no, they alluded. Like, it was right on the line. You were right on the line of being like, wow, okay, that's Arya. Uh, and she says, I was really happy for her, but still felt weird watching it It happen. And the Marcalo says, Arya theory, she is the girl in the song. She ends up running in the crypt. The dead that are there have some kind of protection special powers against the army of the dead. If you look at the intro... The floor in the crypt is moving as the camera pans through it. Arya ends up being protected by her dead family. Oh, I like it. Maybe because they're like first men blood? Yeah, that that would make sense. And and like all the, all of that like that magic stuff that the Starks were like had a part of. Where's old Nan? That's what we yeah. need. <laughs> old Nan will tell you how to fix everything cuz she's been right. All the time. We're going to find out if we actually are inside a giant's eye. I like I like, I like, like this idea. This is good. Uh, Kim Downing says, I think we're all going to need Game of Thrones therapy hotline mm-hmm. next Seriously. week. I totally all agree. The yep, go ahead. Carrie Duke Karina says, probably the most unpopular opinion. I had forgotten how annoying Danny was. She deserved all the burns Sansa delivered. Do you agree that she deserved all the burns that Sansa oh, gave her? I gave her? totally gave her. agreed. Listen, I was Team Sansa last episode. <laughs> right? Yes, you were. I am off the Danny train. All right, emails. Uh, this one comes from Kari. She says, hey, as an avid listener of OutlanderCast, thank you very much. Uh, it's great to get your takes on Game of Thrones now. I'd like to... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, well, you were right. I got you me want some of my coffee? Apparently, I need coffee. I've got nine inches left. <laughs> uh, I'd like to comment on the milk incident. To gulp down Ugh. that amount of milk is actually quite normal in Norway, where Christopher Hichu... I, I have no idea how to say his name, so I'm just going to play this... It's not Christopher. It's Kristoff. Kristoff. <laughs> no. <laughs> Frozen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christopher. It's Kristoff. <laughs> Were they being chased by the wolves? Oh. No! <laughs> that is another deep cut. That is another deep cut. But, you know. As one of the world's top <laughs> countries for milk drinking, we what? enjoy more glasses than most. 
And I can see why someone who is lactose intolerant might find it quite unappetizing. That's right. For it was probably Leak. fine. <laughs> Just call him Christoph for now. Christoph, yeah. Uh, Christoph. Thanks for the great show. P.S. Off topic, but as a genealogy nerd, I have to ask, where does the Larson side of your family come from? Somewhere in Scandinavia? Well, Kari, yes, that is correct. I'm Danish. So I'm from Denmark. You know who was also from Denmark? No. Nikolai Kosterwaldo, the man who plays Jamie Lannister. He's from Denmark. That's why we're bros. Okay. That's good. why that's why he and I are so ravishingly good looking. No, no, <laughs> no response. I love you. Yes, you are. Oh, oh, my goodness gracious. All right, what do you got? Okay, Courtney wrote in and said, Hey, guys, I love the Game of Thrones podcast so much. I wish you guys started this earlier. Anyway, I loved this last episode so much. It was like a reunion. Except where the hell is Melisandre? And is Arya still a faceless person? Do you think that is going to play a part in the future episodes? We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass this one off to you. What do you, what do you think? Melisandre's coming back. She's technically she's, she's an Essos, technically. But she said she was going to die at Winterfell. Yes. So I feel like, you know, she will be a part of what's gonna happen. Will I, she be a part of this week? No, no way. So they're going to lose Winterfell, head down south, probably to the Vale, and then what? Go back up to Winterfell? Because she said she has to die at Winterfell. I you no, know, she said she had to die in Westeros, not oh, Winterfell. Oh, okay, then never mind. So, but you know, I've been having uh, a hot take on this recently too. I've been thinking about this about the Vale. Uh, about the Vale. Yes, about the Vale. Freaking Robin is just chilling, <laughs> wishing he had giant Torb's Bane's milk. Torb's. <laughs> Tormund Giant Spain. Gosh, where is my coffee? You need another inch. Excuse me while I sip. So, Tormund. Again, I'm not going to go. Brings the milk down to the veil. I'm not going to go full take. Okay, but this is this is almost full take. What if they actually win the Battle of Winterfell? But the problem is that the Night King. Yeah isn't there. Well, yeah. Like you said. Yeah. But what if they win the Battle of Winterfell and they feel like, oh my God, yay, we did it. Woohoo, we beat the dead. But the Night King, they realize, is not there and the Night King's down at King's Landing. Yeah. And they have, they all have to band together and go to the Vale because the Night King has taken over King's Landing. And it would make sense because of the dreams that both Bran... And Daenerys have had with the visions of King's Landing, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the the shadow of the dragon over King's Landing, and then the broken Red Keep. It it makes sense. What if they actually win? If they don't lose, we've been saying that they're going to lose. They're going to they're going to they're going to do all this. They're going to uh, subvert our expectations. Now I'm kind of gone the other way okay. now, and I'm kind of in on them winning, but realizing it was all for naught, and they still have to go get the Night King. I don't even know, man. You're throwing out so many ideas. <laughs> and they have to fight them at the Vale. I, I'm down with. I'm still down with the Vale. As long as Tormund brings milk for Robin. <laughs> That's what I want to see. <laughs> I heard you like milk. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, Susan wrote in, Hi, Mary and Blake. Love the podcast. Great to hear you guys talk about something else I love during Droughtlander. But it's crypt singular with a T, not crypts. 
like the blood in the crypts. <laughs> oh, we say crypt, except we have bad accents and no, allergies. No, no, no. We say crypts and, and crypt. We say both. And actually, I looked it up. Crypts is the plural version Hold of on. crypt. Do you have to properly enunciate still the T? So it's crypts. No, no. I think she's saying it's singular. It's, it is singular with a T, not crypts. See what I'm saying? She's saying, don't say crypts, say oh. crypt. Oh, oh, okay. But it, it, the crypts are plural for crypt. Are so, you sure? Yes, I, I looked it up. Okay. I, trust me, I looked it up. I'm not saying that you're wrong, well, but you're like, not right. Is the one tunnel a crypt or are crypts <laughs> the different little side tunnels? I'm sorry, what was it again? Crypts. <laughs> I'm like our, our kindergartner as he's sounding out things. Crypt. Hop. Hop. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. All well right. Done. Are you ready for some, uh, yes. some for some voicemails? Let's do it. Hello, Mary and Blake. This is Keisha calling from Maryland. Um, I am an avid listener of your Outlander podcast and your This Is Us 2 podcast. Thank so, you. of course, I was going to be listening to the Game of Thrones podcast. Anyway, um, I want to say... Uh, Mary, thanks so much for pointing out the new intro. I went back and rewatched episode one and I saw it and I can't wait for next week to see how that changes. It's very interesting. It is something that a lot of people didn't pick up. Um, uh, I think you should do um, list of feedback. That would be great. I love Game of Thrones. I think it's intriguing. It reminds me of um, Lord of the Rings. I'm a geek. I like Star Wars. (laughs) So I'm here for it. Thanks so much for you all taking the time to do this. And this is my first time using SpeakPipe. So we'll see how this works out. You sound great. Um, That's all I have to say. Thanks again. I'm here for um, the Game of Thrones podcast. And can't wait till Sunday night. Hey, girl. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, this one, just because it's the first time you're using it. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us. All right. The next one. Ooh, this one's going to be a good one. You ready? Yes. Hello from the Highlands of Scotland. It's Kirsten Lee here giving you my take on the Game of Thrones episode. Hall of Fame caller. The Starks are back together at last. And what rambunctious reunions they had. Aria, not only a no-one ninja, but also a deadpan pattern merchant. John, <laughs> both bewildered by his changed siblings and his bannerman's obsession with his crownless heat and bendy knees. Sansa, as welcoming as a wet Monday, with a face like a bulldog tuna wasp. She <laughs> wouldn't give a blind sparrow a worm that yin. The bad... Bran, the psychic tree on wheels. I get becoming a three-eyed raven has destroyed his social skills. I can even tolerate his... Hold on. What'd she call him? The psychic tree on wheels. (laughs) Well done. Well done. This is why she's a first ballot Mary and Blake Hall of Famer. Okay, just uh, just throwing that out there. She's Emotional. she's on my list, by the way. She's on my zombie apocalypse list. Oh, absolutely. So she could keep me laughing. Just, just for the quips. During during the times of <laughs> sadness. Turnip or tumshy face. But all this hanging about for hours like a bad smell, staring at folk, is just plain creepy. Get Gendry to build a ramp and wheel him to a fireplace to warm and lighten him up. The great Jon Snow, dragon riding, thrilling and beautiful, an utter rapture to watch. However... Drogon's passion killer stare that'll certainly put paid to any horny Hoch McGandy for John and Danny <laughs> yeah that's all from me cheerio oh thank you Kirsten oh, love listening to her I'm so glad she's back with us 
Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Robin from Philly. I am a longtime Outlander cast listener, and I am so excited that you are covering Game of Thrones. It's one of my other favorite shows, and I think that the two have a lot in common. So I'm very excited. My question for you today is, who do you think is the hottest couple currently on Game of Thrones? And then who is the hottest couple ever? on Game of Thrones. Ooh. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, go Blake. Okay, well, hottest couple ever. Let's just get this mm, out mm. out and out and done right now. Okay. It's John and Egret. There's no question about it. There's no like there's no there's there's no question about it. I I can't I can't think of another one. I <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> dude, dude. And then the hottest couple right now? Oh. See, it, 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 it okay. or you could be whatever. It could be like current or like what you, you know, kind of wish was. Well, well yeah. Well, I, my, my shipping moment would be Tormund yeah. and, and Lady oh, Brienne. Okay. Oh, I was, okay. uh, Sir yeah. Brienne. They're, they're, that's my shipping moment right okay. there. Um, but I, I feel like the hottest couple right now, it, it kind of, kind of defaults. It defaults to John and Danny. That's my that's my opinion. Wow. Okay. Oh, although oh, the, no. See, you just saw what mine is. You uh, saw what mine is. Yeah. Boom. That's. Yeah. I'm like. I know exactly who the hottest couple ever was. Rob and Talisa Stark. Yeah. Dang on both of them. I would be like an Oberon. I'll take either. Okay. <laughs> the more, the merrier. Sign me I up for some of that. I want to go back and change my answer now. No, no, you can't. That's my like right away. I'm like, who's hot? I know who. Oh, oh my god. Lurs Terrell and Renly. Damn. Sign me up too. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up, man. Oh. Um, uh, for the current hot couple, I mean, I'm on the uh, the the Jamie Brienne train. Both of us want Brienne right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but I'm I'm down with with that. All right, yeah, you ready for the last one? Yes. Good question, Robin. Thank you very much for <laughs> that. That was great. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Lynn from Rochester, New York. Hi. Fingers crossed that I don't get cut off here, but I just wanted to add a quick thought to what you had to say about the Crips at Winterfeld. Blake, I love your theory about how the White Walkers can only raise the dead that they or their ways kill. I also don't think that the Stark dead will rise again. First of all, many of them have been dead for generations, and I can't imagine there's much left there to rise. No, I'm making some intuitive leaps here, but all of the ways that we've seen have sh- risen shortly after death. Nothing we have seen suggests that the White Walkers can raise the dead whom have been in their graves for years. Then there's the question of what Arya was running from in the previews. Mm-hmm. I think it's a misdirect. I think it was placed there simply to make us think that the Stark will rise from the dead. But I think something else is going on here. Maybe she's not running away from something. Maybe she's running to something or someone. Anyway, loving the podcast. Can't wait to hear more. Until then, bye. Thanks, Lynn. And you know what? That would be very Game of Thrones-esque to have this misdirect, the red herring from from uh, from the trailer, to be like, Arya's in trouble. It's in the crypt. It could just be a dream. Yeah, it, maybe it could be. Maybe. She like could fall asleep after having sex. Another another take I've been developing on this one too is this: Bran is going to mess with time. Bran is absolutely going to mess with time, and he's gonna he's going to touch. We just watched the the, the episode with uh, when he goes back and and calls yeah. out to his dad, father, and he and and then Hodor oh, would I hold already, the door. I already have another three eyed Raven. Raven. Oh, oh well, hold on. No. What do you got? Bran is going to be doing his little thing, 
making his eyeballs white, going crazy, mm-hmm. okay? Checking out things at King's Landing, knowing that Cersei has wildfire. Stuff's happening, okay? He's the reason the Mad King starts saying burn them all. He's trying to find the wildfire and get someone from the oh. throne to burn the White Walkers. And that is why the Mad King goes mad is because of Bran trying to find the freaking wildfire. Boom. Yep. Burn them all. Makes me wanna shout. Hodor style, okay? Oh my goodness. Hodor, hold the door, hold the door, burn them all. He's just trying to find someone on the throne to burn all the White Walkers in King's Landing. Oh, that is. Yep. Oh, that's Did you next just get level. chills? That's that is next level. Because like they don't know why. That's all he kept saying. Jamie's like, he just kinda lost his mind, he just kept saying, burn them all. Oh, that is next level stuff. Yep. It's all because of Bran. Woo, I'm sweating oh my now. God, right? I, I just got chills thinking about that. Right? You're welcome. Oh, uh, guys, I'm four inches down. I'm <laughs> back. I'm back. Mary's back. Here we go. All right. Now that you're back, it's time to close the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time I'll plan better. All right. Let's do it. You ready? We usually podcast at night after I've had a couple things of coffee. Yeah. And a couple of other things, too. <clears throat> what do you mean? A couple of drinks. <sighs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay. Let's close it out. Guys, the next time we talk, we're gonna be crying. You know that, right? Oh, there's gonna we're be gonna be all like, I can't believe so and so is gone. And we're gonna see Bran trying to burn them all. I don't know. Maybe in this episode, guys. I'm maybe. Just, just you saying, know. burn them all. Hold oh, the door. That is a that is a freaking phenomenal three-eyed raven. That's Listen. a that's that's beyond three-eyed raven. That that is hot take level. I'm not an award-winning podcaster for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, you know, hey, the truth is the truth. Just like the Emperor Penguin Colony is gone. <laughs> Listen, everybody. If you enjoy our banter and yet you are not yet subscribed to our other podcasts, head on over to MarianBlake.com. We talk about other shows there as well. Um, if those of you who are not This Is Us listeners want a very special treat, a very special treat, I recommend downloading our last episode of This Is Us 2. Scrolling oh, yes. to the last 12 minutes the or last so. 10 minutes. The last 10, 10 minutes. Um, it's just a treat that I wish I could share with all the podcast listeners. So I'm just throwing it in there. If you don't listen to This Is Us 2, just just go to that episode. Get yourself a yeah, treat. Yeah, the episode for her. It's the, se- it's the se- season finale. It's the last episode of This Is Us 2 that's currently available. Uh, and just listen to the last 10, 10 minutes. It has nothing to do with This Is Us. It has nothing to do with any of the story. It's just Mary and I going back and forth and, and having fun. Uh, so, yes, go ahead and listen to that. So go to maryandblake.com, check out all the podcasts. And uh, when you listen to the last 10 minutes of her uh, and, uh, and and Mary and I talking about some random friggin' stuff, um, let us know. Go find us on Mary and Blake uh, on all of our social media. Let us know what you thought. And let us know what you think about this listener feedback episode. If you like it and uh, you want us to keep doing it, we will. Uh, and make sure you bring in your voicemails. Just go to maryandblake.com, click on the contact button, and then you'll see a link for voicemails. Just click it, and you'll be able to record either from your smartphone device or from your computer. And uh, it sounds fantastic. So that is that. As for now, ladies and gentlemen, do you got anything else to say, Marvin? No. Any- anything else good? Just milk, oh, penguins, <laughs> and burn them all. Man, I'm... Guys. I'm not ready. 
I'm not ready. I'm not ready for the Battle of Winterfell. What if the episode sucks? That's a, that's a real question. I'm kind of worried now. What if the episode sucks? It's like, going to be... You're, you've been all over the place today. I'm, I'm, I'm full. You need some more coffee. I'm going all rabbit hole. All right, that's it. As for now, ladies and gents, I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And the North remembers. Who do, who do you think dies first, guys? Oh, this is a good one. This is a real good one. This is bonus, the North remembers. Um, who dies first? I'm going to go Jamie. Wow. I'm taking Jamie. Okay. That shows you how serious it all is. Wow. And Brienne's going to fight. And Jamie, Jamie's going to fight to save Brienne and he's going to die. And, and Brienne's going to freak out and she's going to just murder everybody. <sighs> Jamie's going first. Okay. What, what do you got? Want to know like my most un-Disney one? What? The little bear. Oh, Liana Mormont? Yeah. Oh, yes. That is great. That is far from Disney. Like, let's just kill a kid. Let's she's like, she's like, I'm going on the field. God, you know that she wants fire. to be front line. You, you know. Com- now that you're five inches five deep. Five inches deep, man. Man, you are bringing it today. Liana Mormont. That's how they're going to warm things up. They're going to be like, oh, oh, you're afraid people are going to die? We're going to kill Liana. <laughs> Boom. <clears throat> oh, that's a good one. You're welcome. Just get her right off the bat. Just kill a girl. Oh, man, I'm in on that. I know. I'm in. I know. I, oh! I'm just as in on that as I am Rob and Talisa. <laughs> Listen, if Rob and Talisa are they not in your top, hot. right? They were super hot. Superman and just like some super hot girl that like doesn't fear blood the way I do. Sign oh, me up. All right, man. Talk to you guys soon. All right, bye.